Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever you want to talk about. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Aria. And you can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have there for you. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners on our social media platform at social.freetalklive.com. And unlike those big tech, mega tech platforms out there where they want to control your speech, you've got a lot more freedom to express yourself at social.freetalklive.com. Uh, Aria, I know you want to talk about crypto a bit here, a fair bit tonight. So we'll, uh, I love we'll, talking about crypto. We'll get into some of that stuff. Yeah, we can talk about it. But yeah, I can't, can't use it, but I can definitely talk about it. Nobody can now use it again after his uh, bail conditions. For, it's or, true. Really? I haven't, it. though. Plea deal. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, Taking it easy. Taking it slow. Well, I've, uh, um, I, I haven't been to the right places. I'm just sort of surprised that the... Like in Keene, you mean, to like buy buy a dinner with or something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm just sort of surprised that the post-release conditions don't have that same prohibition. I was pleasantly surprised as well, so I'm really glad for you that you don't have to wait two more years on probation to not use crypto. Uh, That's something that was discussed before oh good yeah that was negotiated (laughs) so uh but the big news right now has to be the potential for world war three uh breaking again over this old bag uh her name is nancy pelosi she is apparently planning a trip to taiwan She's a grand old bag. She's a high-flying hag. (laughs) (laughs) And this is apparently, you know, I don't know what she's going there for. Probably some sort of political thing or whatever. Graft. It's to make China unhappy. To show solidarity with the Taiwanese people. You know, it's... I don't think she's got the stones to go over there unless she's making bank. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Well, I'm sure they're all making money. They're in politics to make money. She is apparently planning to go to Taiwan despite China's government gang saying that their military will, quote, not sit idly by, unquote. And I guess the suggestion is that they may shoot down her airplane if she attempts this. I'd be sad about the pilot. <laughs> I, I would be sad about Pelosi, too. As despicable as she is, I, I, she deserves the opportunity to continue living so that she can redeem herself if she so chooses. However, she doesn't have enough years left to redeem herself. Yeah, most of these politicians <laughs> never redeem themselves by the time they, they pass away. Uh, I just don't like dancing on graves. No, and I see where you're mm. coming from. Well, she's not dead yet, but... Uh, well, she will be, according to the Chinese government. Uh, I don't know how specific they are about what they... I, I saw somewhere this weekend that they were talking about blowing, a, blowing her air, airplane out of the sky, but I don't know if they've specifically said that. Uh, I haven't followed it that closely, but it is definitely in the headlines today because apparently Pelosi is saying she's going to go. So previously it was, will she or won't she? And now she's claiming she's going to go. It's like, well, if you are going to stick your head in the lion's mouth or in the (laughs) gator's mouth, and then I'm not going to feel too bad when it snaps down on, you know, on you and possibly harms you or kills you. It's, It's hard to really feel bad for somebody that puts themselves in harm's way like that. 
And that's not grave dancing. That's just like, yeah. oh, look what you just did. This mess with China and Taiwan, it's been going on for the last year, maybe two years. It's been escalating for the time, last yeah. year or two years. That's why I changed 30s. it. To, it's been escalating for the last year okay. or two or whatever with mm. China constantly flying into Taiwanese airspace and the United States saying, will they or won't they actually defend Taiwan if push comes to shove? It's interesting to see this happening after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I expected that the Chinese government would support that. That way, the Russian government would support the Chinese invasion of Taiwan when that time came. But I, I don't know what the Chinese government is even waiting on in this. If they want to invade Taiwan, the United States government is much too far away to do anything about it. And I'm not sure the United and much States... too senile. Yeah, I'm not sure the United States actually has the the courage of their convictions at this point to actually stand by. And I don't know if they should or shouldn't, but I don't think the United States actually they would shouldn't. I mean, stand should, by no. Taiwan. I I think what we should do is we should we should just export all of our communists and politicians to Taiwan and let the Taiwanese come live with us. Um, sounds like a good trade. <laughs> and and ch- let China take the commies. That's what they want. <laughs> yeah, and. So, I don't know, whether this happens or not, I don't know, but you do bring up the fact that uh, the whole Russia-Ukraine situation, in that situation, the U.S. isn't quote-unquote involved directly, right? It's a proxy war. So, Mm. the Ukraine uh, government is being funded by the United States government. They're being armed by NATO, uh, but it's not a NATO conflict, and it's not a U.S. conflict. If they shoot down Nancy Pelosi's jet from the sky, they will then be hard-pressed to respond i don't know how you avoid a war at that point that's a pretty overt act of war and i don't know that the chinese government would actually do it i tend to think they probably wouldn't it's just saber rattling right i hope it's just saber rattling because as much as as i hate the u.s government and world war three is one of the surefire ways to get rid of the u.s government i don't want to see world war three there are better ways of eliminating the u.s government than a world Mm. war well the other thing is the u.s government actually has bunkers to hide in we're the ones who are above ground and screwed you know they make sure that they're safe but they don't care if we live or die Mm -mm. i think here in new hampshire we're probably okay right we're we're far Mm. enough away far from boston mountains true yeah mit i think they'd want to take out mit there's there's a whole triangle there's three research institutions in um in uh boston i can't remember what they are except for mit that's one of them but uh I think they'd want to take that out. But this is the hubris of the United States government gang, that they are literally going to saber-rattle themselves to fight, despite the fact that the Chinese government is doing the exact same thing, and unnecessarily escalates escalate things right now i mean you could call it oh it's not an escalation she's just trying to go on a diplomatic mission she's just trying to visit but you're under an active uh, military threat you already have a front in russia right now with one of the world's largest countries by land mass and certainly very large by population and now you're talking about potentially pulling china into uh, to a conflict it's insane the level of hubris. which is large by land mass population and economically yes yeah uh, finish your ukraine before you can have your china <laughs> this could get really ugly and i hope it doesn't i hope you're right i hope that chinese government's just talking tough and that nothing comes of this. Well, by the same but, token, I hope the U.S. government is just talking tough and that they actually have no intention of sending Nancy Pelosi into this situation that could cause World War III. Hmm. If the Chinese government shoots down her plane or what, whatever happens, I, I won't be able to say that China, the Chinese government actually caused this because the United States was the ones who took the first step here of sending Pelosi there in the first place. Hmm.
Yeah. The the frightening thing though, if you look at how World War One started, we literally entered World War One to support the right of American tourists to travel on belligerently flagged ships through a war zone hauling weapons with impunity. Um, well, the mess of World War I was, I mean, there was the, you know, the United States was never really neutral in the first place, right? They, they just weren't an active combatant. Just like in World War II, the, the history that I was taught in schools was, oh, they were isolationists. And I was well into adulthood before I realized, wait a minute, that's nonsense. They weren't isolated. They were, they were as involved in World War II as they possibly could have been short of actually sending troops over there. And isolationist is such a BS word. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, calling somebody a hermit because he doesn't break into his neighbor's houses and <laughs> right. kill them in the middle of the night. So they weren't isolationists <laughs> and they weren't even non-combatants or, or mm. non-belligerents, rather. I guess they probably were non-combatants, but they were absolutely involved in both world wars from the beginning. Ron Paul, of course, was accused of isolationism when he was running for president in 2008 and 2012, and, and he addressed it straight out. You know, he pointed out, look, I'm in favor of trade with everybody. I don't want to isolate America. We should have trade with all people all around the world who want to do trade with, uh, with Americans. But entangling alliances, we don't need that. In fact, the Founding Fathers, you know, they were right about a lot of things, and that was one of the things they were right about, is getting into entangling alliances. That was in the farewell speeches of both Washington and Jefferson. Yeah, like, what is Taiwan going to do if China attacks the United States? Nothing. Yeah. So why have this alliance? Oh, and apparently the Chinese People's Liberation Army did send a video out as a warning of a missile strike, so that's uh, Something's going to liberate the Chinese people? Yeah, right. <laughs> They're going to have to do it themselves. More coming up. is free talk live and the phones are up in here you can join us the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 here tonight it's ian nobody and aria whether you want to talk about the world global potential for world war three some people by the way said have said that the russia ukraine conflict is already world war three in fact it was i believe russian state media at one point, who made that claim? I mean, if we're going to have a World War III within the next, you know, three to five years or whatever, I think history will look back on the Russian invasion of Ukraine as the start, the start of it of World War III. But hmm. it's difficult to say. Like at the time when World War One happened, no one would have been like, huh, th- ah, "This was time. clearly the assassination yeah. of Archduke Ferdinand right. that caused this." No, they have to look back later, right? And and I out. suspect that we will be looking back and saying, ah, oh, yeah, that that Russian invasion of Ukraine was really where all this got started. Or perhaps even COVID-19 and the lockdowns and the the insanity that came about as a result of that, the economic hardships and all that leading to this sort of desperation. I don't know how history will remember it, but I don't think COVID-19 will be left out of the story, to be honest with you, now that I've said that mm-hmm. out loud. Again, if you want to jump in, the number is 603-283-6160. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com and uh, download our archives of the show anytime you want. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Let's talk about the economic situation here because, you know, wartime is destructive enough any old time, whether it's good times, uh, but it's if it's bad times, of course, it's even worse uh, to have a war. And right now, 
some people are saying it's a recession. They say that the, the old definition of recession, which, by the way, is apparently still the definition in places like the UK, is that if there are two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, negative gross domestic mm-hmm. product, so there's no, so less, not growth, but recession uh negative growth negative negative growth is such a weird term uh that that's a recession and we talked over the weekend about this how the white house wants to change the Mm -hmm. terminology change the definition of recession well they already did yeah from what i've seen online honest people meet and talk a recession is two quarters of negative economic growth. That's right. That's what they put on my on my exams in college. Mm-hmm. That's what's in every printed textbook because Biden can't just change those the way he did yeah. Wikipedia or I don't know. He probably made a donation to Wikipedia to get that page not only changed but, but changed and locked. Yep. And oh, they also redefined definition to say, oh, well, they're fluid and they don't really mean anything. I heard that was true. I checked it at least as of this weekend, which that page is also locked and the word fluid did not appear. I think that was a Photoshop. Uh, I mean, their definitions are fairly fluid. I I actually went and read the the recession page, but I didn't go. Yeah, I checked them both. I didn't read the other one. Uh, so, you know, you got a situation where war could be starting, or some would say war is already happening as far as World War Three. Well, it's happening. Yeah. It's just not happening to us. Uh, but in the, mean, in the meantime, inflation continues. They continue to be printing out more money. They're now doing what they're calling the Inflation Reduction Act. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And the idea... Lies, yeah. lies, it lies. Is. But if you vote, if you are a politician and you're seen voting against inflation reduction, well, then you must support inflation. Yeah, like that, uh, you know, the the veterans health bill that uh, apparently, at least according to uh, Ted Cruz, who, you know, credibility, not really. (laughs) But uh, according to him, the reason he voted against it is there was like 400 billion in pork in it. Um, and so, well, he probably didn't get any of the 400 billion in pork. So well, yeah, that's the thing. So, uh, I mean, if that's true, then what he really ought to do is introduce his own bill that has nothing but the thing that they're saying they voted against and see if it flies. Yeah, but, but there are policies it. and procedures to this sort of thing. I think this late in the session, they probably can't just reintroduce, just introduce a new bill. I'm not entirely sure. I know in New Hampshire they wouldn't be able to. Well, New Hampshire's mm. a part-time legislature. I don't think that's true at the national level. I think they're there all the time, but I could be wrong about they that. They have a few sessions throughout each year, but I, do I don't know how any of that really works. Because yeah. to me, it's, a, it's robber's breaks, rules of but, order nonsense. Yeah. But uh, you've got some stories, Aria, about uh, the economy. One of them is that 65% of Americans are apparently cashing out. They're taking investments. They're turning them into the U.S. dollar. Right, which is the opposite of what people should be doing. And, you know, we, we've been encouraging people to get into cryptocurrency, get into gold and to hodl and all of this other stuff. But that's the opposite of what people are actually doing. They're selling their crypto. They're selling their stocks. They're selling their extra properties. Is this because of panic? It, it's because of panic and because they're they're trying to get all of their the world possessions their their wealth so to speak into the 
denomination that they're most comfortable with, which mm-hmm. is the USD. That's the one they, rightly or wrongly, that's the one they've always used, so they have the most faith in it. Well, and there's also mm-hmm. a lot of propaganda out there about how the dollar is at record highs, and it's really strong, and so on and so forth. So yes, mm-hmm. this article is from CNBC. It's arguing that 65% of Americans are doing the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do. Here's what to do instead. If your favorite store was offering 13% off the merchandise, chances are you'd be filling up your shopping cart. But they're not. They're they're offering thirteen percent more for the same merchandise that they were a year ago. Obviously, due well, to no, the- it depends. We we were reading a story recently that uh, places like Walmart and Target they're they're actually lowering prices on some inventory because really? it doesn't do them any good to have things sitting on a shelf. Ah, true. And and if people are feeling an economic pinch, they're not going to be buying some of the perhaps luxury items. I mean, obviously, people are going to still buy toilet paper or whatever, but the things that they don't necessarily need to buy that Walmart and Target still want you to buy, they have to cut prices on those things to move the inventory. I mean, the increase in the prices as a result of inflation and the decreasing supply of goods and stuff like that, that those are important, but that's not even what they're talking about with this 13% off all merchandise. Mm-hmm. But if you're like many Americans, you may find you're not quite as enthusiastic about a markdown when it comes to buying stocks, which are apparently about 13% off versus their all-time highs or whatever. Well, one thing that you've got to factor in there is regime uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got a senile president who hates the idea of any kind of business that isn't run no, by I mean, one of his that's cronies. That's what Republicans say, but I mean, that, that's true of all sides. There, there's nothing with Biden and his cronies that's different from the Republicans and their cronies. Um, he doesn't hate business any more than Donald Trump does. I don't know. I, I think Donald Trump probably has a little bit more understanding of economics. He doesn't... Uh, I mean, I don't think Trump would be mystified about why... Oil companies don't want to invest in increasing production when they're faced with a president who has sworn to destroy their industry. Um, you know, it's it's pretty obvious why they don't want to want to uh, uh, to invest. But Biden can't seem to figure that out. The S&P 500, a common proxy for the broad U.S. stock market, is down 13% for 2022. But folks aren't buying more stock at cheaper prices. Just one in four Americans say it's a good time to invest in the stock market, according to a recent survey. 65% say they're keeping more money than they should. Well, of course, CNBC wants people to invest in the stock market. I mean, that's their bread and butter. I kind of want people to as well. I, I mean, don't. They should I, diversify and get crypto the, and gold as well. We'll talk about it. The question it. is, will Biden make the depression great again? There's more coming up here. Yeah. Uh, We'll get into it. Should people be getting into this? It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. And if you want to join in, you can. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. You can join us here on the air, and you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. And you can uh, help support the show over at AMPS. That is uh, stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. I want to thank Nicole Edge 
who is a Free Talk Live supporter of the AMPS program. She's gold level, which means that Nicole is contributing at least 10 bucks a month to the show. Definitely appreciate the support, Nicole, and anybody else doing it. We ask for only 5 bucks a month, and uh, it helps us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live, which means we can spread the ideas of freedom to more great radio stations around the country. If you, again, appreciate the work that we do here and you want to help get behind the show, just drop on by over at amps.freetalklive.com. That takes you right over to our Patreon page where you can sign up with your debit card, credit card, or your PayPal account and get some cool benefits as well. So once again, thanks to Nicole for doing that. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Aria, you've got a uh, what sounds like a promo piece written by CNBC for the stock market. It's it's uh, belly aching about how Americans aren't doing what they quote-unquote should be doing uh, which is buying stocks. And I got to say, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't pretend to be. None of us on the show here are. Uh, but for me, I have zero interest in stocks. And mm-hmm. one reason is because stocks are completely controlled from top to bottom by the state. That, that's certainly mm-hmm. true, right? I mean, if we had an actual free market where one could invest in stocks and own shares of a company, that would be preferred, right? Yeah, but, but we don't. But that aside, the alternative for a lot of these people is to just hold U.S. dollars instead. You know, they're they're not even getting into the weeds of gold and cryptocurrency and all that. To them, you either invest in stocks or you don't invest at all. And that's the the world they live in. That needs to be expanded. Those people need to have their horizons, their view of investing or whatever expanded and look at these options. Of course, precious metals have a, a long history of helping people keep up with inflation. That's kind of what they're there for at at this point. Uh, They're not so useful for actually buying things, with the exception of the gold back, which is this cool new technology. And by the way, the Wyoming gold back I read today is supposed to be coming out maybe in a couple months, um, sometime before the end of this year. So that's kind of an exciting thing. Uh, But the gold back back aside, stacking ounces of uh, gold and silver isn't particularly useful beyond protecting your wealth from the ravages of inflation historically over right. the you know thousands of years or hundreds or however long it's been that people have used gold and silver as money uh they have done that very effectively and now, i don't want to come off as though i'm pro stock market or anything like that i'm anti-us dollar you okay. know you, you should do everything you can to get your money get your wealth out of usd the stock market is the one of the worst available options for that but it is better than having your money sitting there in USD constantly becoming worth less and less money. You know, that's directly state money. It could be better. It could also have a huge crash. and then Well, we know uh, the USD is going to have a huge crash. Well, I mean, they're going to draw that out as long as they can. We know, to, I would say the best way to rephrase that is, we know the US dollar is going to continually decline in value. Whether it has a huge crash at some point, it's hard to say when that would be. You know, the, people have been predicting that for a very, very long time. But, you know, it, it is still the world reserve currency. It's, there's been a lot of talk In recently part. that that, it, that will stop at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to hurt it. But that's probably not going to change overnight. We're probably not going to wake up tomorrow and find that every country on the planet has divested itself of its dollar holdings. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one country that reduces a little bit here and then another reduces a little. And then over time. Well, I don't mean to re- suggest that any of this is going to happen overnight. But yeah. if I had the choice between. Well, a crash normally is a, a quick thing, right? Like that's mm-hmm. unexpected and it happens quickly. What I mean is if I had the choice between holding on to a $100 bill or a $100 in 
insert random stock, mm. I don't really care what that random stock is to a, to a huge extent, right? I, I would care if it was some fly-by-night or .com or whatever, mm. but if it was like $100 in Microsoft, which I doubt you can even get a share, but for the sake of the argument, a $100 share of Microsoft or a $100 bill, I would prefer to hold in the long run the share in Microsoft because I trust it more than I trust the U.S. government. Microsoft is mm. down 24%. From a year ago today. I believe it. I mean, we all know that the stock market is on this way down. And that's because people are selling. The same reason Bitcoin is down Mm -hmm. and all of these other gold. Well, I don't know about gold, but it's the same reason that all of these other cryptocurrencies. Gold's in the 1700 range. They're panicking and they're like, I need to get my money back into the USD. Which is a mistake. I agree with you there. And that's what these people are doing. And the people who got rich during the Great Depression are the people who bought right after the crash of yeah. 1929 mm-hmm. well that was one group of people the uh, uh another guy made a fortune selling hot dogs because mm. you know they're dirt cheap you know they're made out of garbage parts right. of the animal and but people will buy them when they can't afford anything else what do you think about stocks now, you didn't really weigh in on that one. um i mean the the big the the big issue for me would be regime uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what Biden's going to do. I mean, Biden doesn't even know what Biden's going to do. Well, he's doing it. Sure. Yeah, um, he gets his handlers uh, giving him instructions, and he just tries yeah, to but, speak them. You know, but who knows if he's going to get them get them right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 claimed that we were going to go to war with Russia like three times. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, to be fair, in the modern American system, the president doesn't have a whole lot of power. It's the giant bureaucratic apparatus behind him that really does all of the regulating and all of the controlling. Um, that's that's true of of a lot of it. Um, yeah, I, I'm I I can't I can't disagree there. Well, but your point about but, the uncertainty, meaning mm-hmm. that right now we we are certain that the Federal Reserve has raised the interest rates again, 0.75 mm-hmm. uh, I believe or 75 basis points, 0.75 percent, uh, which they just did a month ago as well. Mm-hmm. And so we know that's going to increase the cost of getting loans, and so that's going to likely reduce people's likelihood to invest in things. Just that alone, but you're saying mm-hmm. the unpredictability of the administration, perhaps going to a war with China or you know whatever other random regulations that they might do, would also disincentivize uh, investment. Um, yeah, I I think it would, and uh, and also I'm not sure how those. Uh increases in the interest rates are going to affect the the stock market because it uh a lot of a lot of the money that's in the stock market is borrowed money so a lot of people borrow money cheap um and then they buy stock with it and hope that the stock outperforms um outperforms the loan mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is, the higher your interest rates go, the harder it becomes to do that, which is why they generally expect a large and especially abrupt changes, upward shifts in the interest rate to cause um, to cause uh, depressions and recessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what 65% of Americans are talking about, because the last I heard, roughly that same number was living paycheck to paycheck. And doesn't have money to invest in the first place. 
Well, maybe they have all their money in dollars because they don't have enough to afford a, sh- a share of Microsoft. I mean, that, that would be my speculation here. It's like 65% of Americans say they're keeping more money than they should. But, I mean, the last I heard, a few weeks ago, we were talking about how something like 65% of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. It's, yeah. uh, I, there just happens to be in the news today, Aria, it's now the number is 61%. But, again, it's a fairly small change. Yeah, so, I, I mean... A different yeah. survey. They it's, talk to different people. It's hard to invest in the future when you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Yeah, that's true. The article here does point out, rightfully, that any investment has the potential to go down and investment losses can be painful, especially for people who plan to live on their investment income in the short term. And it was that statement that made me start thinking about these 65 or 61 percent of people who live paycheck to paycheck or whatever, because those people aren't trying to live on their investment income in the short term. Those are people who don't have $20 to buy shares of penny stocks using the Robinhood app and stuff like that. You know, I have to wonder, uh, of those 157 million adults, apparently, that's that's what 61% of Americans totals out to, living paycheck to paycheck. Does that include welfare recipients? Or, because they're not getting paychecks, right? Does Are they included in that number? And if not, are they part of the other 39%? There's more coming up here, and you can share your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here and share your thoughts at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you here tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Aria. We're talking about people going into the dollar. There's, you know, word on the street about, oh, the dollar's so strong. And then, of course, there was the whole news within the last couple of weeks about how uh, the euro had dropped in its value to go to parity with the dollar. Did you guys see that mm-hmm. when that happened? I have not. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I don't know if it's still there. I'll, I'll check it here. Yeah, it's pretty close. Right now, one euro is a dollar three in U.S. Wow. And it used to be like a buck 20 or a buck 25 or something like that. I remember when it was three bucks. Was it really? Yeah. So, so does that mean... The USD is down or the euro is up? It means the up? euro is down, although they would say the USD is up, right? So that's okay. that's the uh, the manipulation in the media here is, oh, well, the dollar's strong on the world markets. The dollar's stronger than it's been in you know some amount of time or whatever. But the reality, of course, is the way you should, in my opinion, look at these this news is that the euro is probably just being inflated faster than the dollar. You know, They're manipulating it mm-hmm. slightly differently. That's all. They're all on a race to the bottom. They are not. The dollar is not getting stronger. You can prove that by looking at your grocery cart when you're checking out and seeing if you know how it compares to two years ago. Are you getting mm. as much for a hundred dollars? Yeah. The question isn't how much fiat paper will a dollar buy. The question is how much will it buy in goods and services. Correct. That's how you can measure what it's actually worth. And, and we know the answer to that. I mean, you used to get two Whoppers for five bucks at uh, at Burger King. Today, I got two quarter pound Kings, which is a smaller sandwich, mm-hmm. for seven bucks. Wow. Yeah, I remember the commercials when I was growing up about the, the new Whopper Junior. It's like, you can't sell yourself for a buck, son, or whatever. And you can get a Whopper Junior from Burger King for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the price of one is now, but it's got to be close to three, isn't it? 
I don't know. He goes there a lot, so he might. I I don't recall, and I've I've looked recently. They used to have these things yeah. called rodeo burgers. It was like a Whopper Junior, except mm. it had onion rings and some like barbecue, barbecue sauce, sauce, and they were a dollar, and they were not terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as fast food goes, Burger King is probably one of the it's one of the better ones. Yeah, one of the better ones, at least one of the least disgusting yeah. ones. And I liked the rodeo burgers, but they don't even sell them anymore. Wow. And well, they change their menu a lot. I mean, there's always I guess, but the there. dollar menu has long since ceased to exist. Like the what is the, the one that Wendy's has? The Value. Junior Bacon oh. double, the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, whatever. It was a uh. dollar. And now it's not. There is no dollar menu. Now it's a no, value menu. I mean, even Dollar Tree raised their prices to a buck twenty-five. <laughs> so I mean, there is no more. The, the dollar store is a thing of the past at this point. Literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people so, say that the dollar is strong. It's a lie. It's, it's obviously a lie. Uh, yeah, you're talking about prices, and and we of course have covered the concept of shrinkflation here on a number of occasions, long before you know this year or whatever. Uh, the idea that product sizes are being reduced, and which may be true for Burger King as well, they're being sued somewhere really? for false advertising, alleging that the the Whopper patties are smaller than they're supposed to be, or something to that effect. I haven't followed mm. it closely, but I do know they are being sued. And it's because they're su- they're supposedly quarter less pounders meat than aren't quarter pounders be. anymore. <laughs> well, I don't think they mentioned the quarter pounder specifically. I think they mentioned the size of the Whopper versus what you actually get versus what you get in advertisement. I've eaten Burger King in the last five or six years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure they're correct and that the size of the meat patty that you get with a Whopper is smaller than it was, you know, fifteen years mm-hmm. ago. I went the other night just to just to look and see because somebody had posted. I think it was uh, one of our regulars in the chat over at chat.freetalklive.com had posted an um, an image from like the early 1980s of like a breakfast at this place for a buck eighty something or whatever. Like you know, two eggs, two bacon, two sausage. You kind of like your standard uh, yeah. breakfast and toast or whatever. And uh, I thought, oh, you know, I remember in the 1990s going to Denny's as a teenager before mm-hmm. school and getting a $1.99 Grand Slam, which was two eggs. Oh, yeah, that rocked. Two pancakes and then either sausage or bacon. I don't think you got both sausage and bacon. I think it was one or the other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for less than two bucks. And then, you know, tip on top of that and a little bit of tax. And so you, you're out of there for less than five bucks in total, right, at, at that point. It's pretty good. Uh, and I just thought, you know, what... What's a Grand Slam cost these days? And so I went to Denny's on their website, and I was looking through their menu, and there is not a single breakfast item at Denny's that is under $10, except for the Grand Slam, which is currently, last time I looked, which was, this was a couple weeks ago, was like $9.70. My God. That's insane. And it's, you know, it's only been 20 years since... They had the dollar ninety nine. <laughs> well, twenty slam. years is a long time. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest; that, that's a quarter of most people's lives. But still, I mean, it is. It's not quite ten x from there, but it's definitely five x uh, from there. And it's true. It's crazy. So it is crazy. It is I, crazy. I mean, when growing up, you could get a a soft drink, a can of soft drink, a twelve ounce can for like fifty cents out of a Coke machine. That's right, or whatever. Yeah, I remember the twenty five cent machines in the late nineties. You you wouldn't get the Coca Cola brand, but you'd get like. I Walmart saw some thirty-five brand. cent ones. Yeah. That that was the cheapest I ever yep. saw. But and you no, know, then it was fifty cents, and then it was seventy-five, then it was a dollar, and then now you can't even bucks, get right? Coke cans. It's it's a bottle, and right. it's two or three dollars. Twenty yeah. ounce bottle for two bucks or something, or maybe a sixteen ounce. Maybe they've cut the size of the bottle as well. Yeah, you could get a bottle of Mountain Dew or Pepsi or whatever for ninety-nine cents, or you know, 
now it's almost $2 or two for $2, I think, is the best you're going to get on any of these. It's insane. Nobody's got a bottle of Mountain Dew in here. Is that still two liters or do they cut that down too? No, they are two liters. And, so they're uh, having to raise the Cumbies price then. has them two for four. So, uh, so it's a dollar a liter, which mm-hmm. is the best deal I've found. I think it's probably a loss liter. Could be to get you in the door. Yeah. So if you want to weigh in on your experience with inflation, something that a lot of people are concerned with and for good reason right now, uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. A uh, story from the Wall Street Journal about dollar store. Just, we were just talking about the dollar store, Dollar Tree, raising their prices to a buck twenty-five. They're saying people are getting a little more frugal and they're buying more stuff at places like the Dollar General or the Dollar Tree. Uh, energy costs are up 41.6%. Groceries to over 12% more expensive than they were last year, according to the June Consumer Price Index. Many families say skipping vacations and restaurant meals is not enough. They are now finding ways to cut costs on essentials. One way they're doing so is by relying more on dollar and discount stores for groceries. Average spending on grocery products at discount change uh, chains has increased 71% between October of last year and June of this year, according to analytics. Well, before you pr- compare the price uh, between, say, dollar store and the grocery store, make sure you're also comparing the weight yes. of the items because frequently what they're selling at the dollar store is a very similar looking package mm-hmm. that contains less. less. It's a really good time to be a vegetarian as well. I don't do a whole lot of grocery shopping, but I do occasionally go through periods where I buy a bunch of groceries or whatever. But, you know, when I did this six months ago and half my cart, you know, contained meat or whatever, Mm -hmm. it was significantly more expensive. Most recently, I went and just bought, you know, fruits and veggies and that kind of crap. And it was half the price of what it would have been if I had bought the equivalent and it contained meat products. Mm. So not a bad time to be a vegetarian for those out there who are considering it. It's it's or better a bugatarian. To, I, oh, I would God. suggest vegetarian over bugatarian at this point. I mean, you can just go without the meat. Here's the thing: there are already apparently are brands that are integrating these bugs into their products. So you may have to start checking labels. Oh, dude, soon. don't say that. <laughs> I. I don't I don't know how popular this is. It's probably just getting started, right? But somebody posted and I don't remember the brand name. I apologize. I wasn't ready to talk about it. But somebody posted an image of some kind of like chip or whatever one of these prepackaged processed food looking things and it literally had like processed crickets as one of its ingredients on the back of the bag. It wasn't it wasn't right front and center Ain't on the nobody bag. Nobody got time for that. Yeah. It wasn't front and center on the bag. It wasn't like, "Oh yeah, get your daily value of crickets when you eat these <laughs> chips." Uh, so Thank anyway. goodness I don't eat chips. Over that time period, spending on the same items in grocery stores decreased by 5%. Many large consumer brands like Walmart and Unilever are saying their prices aren't going down anytime soon. In San Antonio, Lily Penelope is eating mostly canned chicken, vegetables, and peanut butter from the Dollar General down the street. Her, uh, she who uses gender-neutral pronouns and has a disability that... Oh, okay, this is what confused me. I thought... Yeah, we're already it, off in the weeds with this lady. So, (laughs) what confused me, I thought they were talking about Mexico. It said MX period, Penelope. Oh. That's apparently a new thing for instead of Mr. or Mrs. It's it's not binary Mr. or Miss, I think. (laughs) I thought she was from Mexico. Oh, I'm non binary. I vote libertarian. There's more coming up here. The number (laughs) 603 283 6160. If you want to talk about how your buying habits are changing. 
due to the circumstances, you're welcome to join us here. 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Plus a crypto meltdown exposing the libertarians. We'll talk about that if we get the chance coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. We're talking about the probably the biggest problem that Americans are facing right now, besides the potential for World War III. Uh, which Nancy Pelosi may be kicking off here by her trip to, uh, to Taiwan. Aside from world war, it's inflation and the monetary and economic situation that everybody has to deal with. Obviously, you know, those who are extremely wealthy, they don't mind seeing prices go up that much because it really doesn't matter to them. But if you are in the lower middle class or the poorer uh, classes of people, then it's very difficult to... Uh, do something as simple as go to the grocery store. Well, if you look at it from a four horsemen point of view, so far we've had, um, what was it? We're moving toward famine. Um, you know, we've got governments trying to outlaw fertilizer, which is what caused a lot of what went down in, in Sri Lanka. But now Canada is outlawing for, uh, fertilizer, really? Red- or uh, they're they're cutting the amount that you that you can use down to about thirty percent of what it was. Wow! And and this seems to be a move that is designed to bring us toward famine. So we've got war, we've got famine, we've already had pestilence. I think. Um, what was the fourth horseman Death. of the apocalypse? Death. Death. Oh, well. On the subject of fertilizer, though, I I suspect that this is Canada just trying to ration the fertilizer shortage that's already happening and going to cause a shortage rather because, you know, a lot of our fertilizer came from Russia or Ukraine or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly which. Mm -hmm. uh, Russia. So now that number is going to be going down and they're like, hey, look, we we want everyone. We want there to be enough for every to last everyone. So Mm -hmm. we're going to reduce you. You can only use 30 percent. I suspect that's what's going on in Canada. Obviously, it's not going to help. That may be part of it, but they're but they're doing it in. Uh, I mean, the the Danish farmers' revolt. I think it's I think it's uh, the Danes, but one of the one of those uh, 
countries. That's that's the thing, and they're not basically they're 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 trying to outlaw fertilizer, um, and basically they're trying to force them off their land. Um, I mean, deliberately, they're trying to put farmers out of business, which sounds to me like people who are intentionally looking to start a famine, which is exactly what you would want if you were about to go to war with the people. It could be that they just want to run the independent farmers out of business so they can hand their farms over to the mega conglomerates. It it could be. It It could be. Um, I think famine is pretty likely anyway in the grand scheme of things with the inflation and the supply shortages on top of the fertilizer shortages and the, the crops that we're not importing from Russia and Ukraine. And it's all hard these other to places. imagine that the United States could could experience that. But I guess anything's possible. I mean, we've always been, at least in my lifetime, Bill Gates now owns more farmland than anybody else in America. And he, and he doesn't farm any of it. He believes in uh, population reduction as well. Yes, he does. Scary. Just like the WEC. They want people dead. That's true. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones. We talked about those a few weeks ago here. Somebody blew those up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, we're focusing here on the story from the Wall Street Journal, just looking at what people's experiences are. I mean, you know what it's like going to the grocery store. Penelope uh, has uh, that they talked to in San Antonio, Texas. Has Is this a, a non-binary, yes. mentally ill person? Gender neutral pronouns has a disability that makes them unable to drive, says that they can no longer afford the cost of groceries plus an Uber to and from the HEB grocery store three miles away. Before January, $120 would cover the round-trip Uber plus two weeks of fresh ingredients for meals for them and their wife, they say. God, this whole day thing. So <laughs> annoying. Uh, hey, yeah, how many of them are there? All right. Now the same trip costs nearly twice as much. Well, they're squeezing like five people into the cab. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds it sounds like there there's a solution here. Instead of relying on Uber, maybe maybe her wife should have purchased a vehicle or something like that. How how are you supposed to say MX? I would just call this lady Mrs. and tell yeah. her to get over herself. She's <laughs> a lesbian. I'm sorry. I mean that that's the deal with it mrs penelope's dollar store doesn't sell fresh produce of course so they add spices and salt to camouflage the canned ingredients quote my health and the quality of my life has gone down she who is 26 relies on their what wife. sort of mental ask her if she's gonna vote for biden again no you can't reach into the article and ask yeah. her but i want to <laughs> ask her if she's gonna vote for biden again and I don't know why I keep assuming mental is, is clearly physical. Well, there's probably some... I, I guarantee you if we found this girl on Twitter, hmm. the, the, her profile bio would be a litany of mental, mental oh, illnesses. Sure. However, oh, yeah. oh, what God. sort of physical illness prevents her from riding, from driving a car again? It doesn't say. It just says a disability that makes them unable to drive. So she can ride in a car mm-hmm. and get Ubers, but she can't You'd think between drive. the three of them, they'd be able to operate a bloody vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, her wife should certainly be able to. But maybe she's got the same weird disability that allows them to ride in a vehicle but not drive. I'm imagining Jackie. 
<laughs> You're referring, for our listeners that don't know, to a former co-host who took away uh, Daryl W. Perry from us. And, uh, well, thank God for that. And I liked, I liked Daryl. Yeah, he was good. He I was know good. you I did. know you had your disagreements with him. He but, just uh, irritated me. Eh, people rub, rub each other the wrong way sometimes, but there were few activists that could claim that they did as much uh, as that guy did. He, he did a lot, he of, was a busy. lot for liberty, and she took him out of the game, and now apparently has taken him out to uh, Bellingham, Washington, and uh, he's completely gone from New Hampshire, which is what some of us had predicted she was going to do long term. That's what a Fed would have done. Yes, it is. Uh, Roughly 2,300... Did she shoot a stug? Dead cats. Roughly (laughs) $2,300 generals across the country currently stock fresh produce out of more than 18,000 total locations. Hold on. Washington? Really? Yeah. That's where her parents live. Uh, D.C. or state? State. Bellingham, Washington. Okay, I don't know what that means. It's a town in okay. It's a town, small in Washington city state, in Washington gotcha. state. Yeah, because uh, they have a lot of named areas in in Washington D.C. Sure. as well, yeah. like Georgetown right, and right. Uh, no, they hell. didn't go there. I don't know if they're living in her parents' house, but I mean, what do you think? Uh, so anyway, twenty three hundred dollars. Getting generals. all of those DoorDash hot wings that she can handle. Quote, while Dollar General isn't a full-service grocer, we consider ourselves today's general store by providing nearby and affordable access to daily household essentials, including the components of a nutritious meal, says their spokesperson. The company plans to expand fresh produce to a total of more than 10,000 stores in the next several years. What fresh nutritionist, nutritional meals are they talking about? Because I've been to Dollar General. Frozen burritos. Yeah, yeah nothing that's like not that. a nutritional meal. <laughs> No, they, they don't have any. They don't have it's, a it's produce section at all. They yeah, don't even have a frozen produce section. Well, what they're saying here is they do have it apparently at twenty three hundred stores. Just you and I have never been in those stores. I've been to a lot of Dollar Generals, <laughs> and I've never seen any of them with the. I'm not saying they don't exist. They're saying they have it, but there's a picture. There's it, a picture of one right here. It looks like it kind of looks like what you'd see at all the shops. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. it's, it's got their price tags. But to be fair, the Keen uh, Target here was the first time I've seen a Target with a produce section They have as super well. targets. They have do a they? produce section? They do. It's yeah. very small. It's small. But it's it one is of those a- things where you pay by the lemon. You know, you don't, you're not paying per weight. You're paying mm-hmm. a flat fee. I was just surprised to see it. No, it's been there for years. I never go to Target. Yeah. Um, and it's not a super Target either. So they yeah. have super Targets, which I'm sure are just as producey and foodie as your know, super Walmarts are. Uh, this, well, I wouldn't go to Walmart for fresh produce either. You know, super Walmarts are fine grocery stores. I've, I've used to shop there fairly often while, when I was in Florida. They they compete, you know, dollar for dollar with the the, the big ones, the big grocers. So, a hmm. uh, man named Phoenix Cumlo has been relying on Family Dollar for an increasingly large share of groceries for his family. He says everything in there is super duper sweet, but it's nearby and it's cheap. He's citing the high sugar content of goods from tea to canned fruit. Income from his Wichita, Kansas tailoring and altercation, alterations business altercation has business. gone down in recent months, he says. He Marriage is a state of holy acrimony. <laughs> he suspects his longtime customers are more focused, like he is, on affording enough to eat. So, again, a, a business like Tailoring's having a tough time right now. There aren't as many people that need to get their suits updated uh, for 2022. They're just going to fit into them the best they can if they even have any kind of fancy and go places on to Zoom, go. so what does it matter? Yeah. There's uh, more coming up here, and you can join us if you want to share your experience with inflation and the economy or comment on whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Nobody and Aria in the studio here tonight. We're just kind of looking at the latest people's stories about how they're handling inflation. A lot of them are going to places like the Dollar Tree, which... As uh, nobody pointed out, you got to be careful when you go to these places to make sure that you actually are getting a better deal and that you're not actually even paying more in some cases mm. for products. And, of course, the way you do that is you look at the number of ounces or how much product there is in the thing that you're looking to buy. And then you compare that to what you would pay at a normal store, department store, grocery store, or something like that. You might be surprised and uh, that you may not be getting the deal that you thought you were just because you're paying a buck twenty-five, mm-hmm. or you get one of those tiny little uh, granola bars like Conan had that one night that were barely wider than a Slim Jim. Yeah, embarrassingly small. Yeah, and that was a few years ago, if I recall correctly. No, it was just that a few seems... months ago that he was here in the was studio. That with recent? Them. Yeah, it was. It's been, it's been a hell of a year, man. It has. <laughs> Oh, and a sad week for Star Trek fans. Michelle Nichols passed away. She was one of the originals, that. right? Yeah, she played Yuhura. Oh, wow. She okay. was the uh, first interracial kiss on network television. The Star Trek? Yuhura and Kirk. I, I don't know why they're trying to bring all of this SJW nonsense into my Star Trek. It doesn't belong here. Uh, sweetheart. That's okay. the joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was, they, I was. They do it every time Star Trek does something progressive or something, you know, woke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or science fiction in general has a long history of being socially progressive. Hmm. But every mm-hmm. single time, Doctor Who's a female now. Oh God, why are they bringing all of this SJW nonsense into my sci-fi, dude? Have you ever seen it? It's been like that from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, re- read some Heinlein. Heinlein was, uh, I mean, he was conservative economically, at least at the end of his career. He, it took him a while to get there. But, um, you know, he did one thing that I thought was really cool was he had a character who was uh, either either black or Chicano. I can't remember which, but basically he didn't find out to the last car- last hmm. paragraph of the book. And it was it was kind of a kind of a cool because uh, it didn't matter to the story, right? It, yeah, it didn't it didn't matter matter to the story, but the the things that took you aback is that it took you aback. It was like, oh wow, he's black. That's not what I've been imagining. Hmm. You know, it was it was just it was just an interesting uh, interesting little thing he did. I can't remember which book it was. The uh, number here is 603-283-6160. You want to talk about pop culture and SJW wokeism and making its way into basically everything. It ruined my Star Trek. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Why is Kurt kissing the genderless alien life form thing? At that time, though, it was a different thing. Now, wokeism is, is kind of redundant because racism is not popular. Nobody, nobody, I mean, I won't say that there aren't any racists in the world. Clearly there are, but it's not popular. It's not a majority position, whereas there were people who were upset 
uh, I mean, really upset to see a black woman and a Russian man on the ship of what they thought of as an American starship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so at that time, that was the courageous thing to do. That's and, sort of th- and so it mattered in a way that I don't think it does now. Today, yeah. I, I'm not sure it's any less relevant now when we have, you know, the, the Black Little Mermaid coming out and people being upset about oh, that. Wow. Because it's, Ariel but, is a fictional character. <laughs> she but, has but whatever skin is, color the current writer or portrayer yeah. wants her to have. She's not white. Right. Mermaids don't exist. They're not white <laughs> or black. But that's not well, stopping the Facebook the and Twitter waist, people. They're being... usually greenish, but uh... well, in some interpretations, why can't they just be gray or whatever, right? Or why can't they have the 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 human parts on bottom and the fish parts on top or whatever? It's a non-existent creature, but that didn't stop huge <laughs> numbers of people getting yeah. upset on the internet that the oh now the Little Mermaid's black, everything's just this woke nonsense. It's it's a fictional mm. character, guys. Come on! You just reminded me of the Lost City of Atlanta on on Futurama, okay. where <laughs> yeah. uh, where uh, Fry falls in love with a mermaid and 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 you know they're gonna go at it and she, he and runs into like, the obvious problem. So how do problem? we do this? And she's like, "Well, I lay my eggs over there, and then you go fertilize them." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good episode. I love that wow. show. Yeah, they're rebooting it again. I kind of wish it's they the were. Time for the reboots. I mean, they Beavis reboot- and Butthead's coming back in like two days, three days from now. They've rebooted Futurama repeatedly, though, and really? it's never oh, worked yeah. out. I, I really, I mean, the movies. It's always worked out. It's been brilliant for a while, and then they took it off again. Well, the movie should have been the end, in my opinion. As someone who grew up watching Futurama, is probably one of my favorite series of all times. Everything they've done after the movies has just, it's just steadily gone downhill. Mm, it doesn't have bad. the spark and the passion that it used to have. I'll say, Sometimes that's you- not true with Beavis and Butthead. They uh, they brought them back for a one season renewal back in like 2011 and it was hilarious. So, I still have to watch the new movie. I haven't done that. It was yet. good. It was good. Uh, I'm He's looking forward not to dog food. Yeah, I'm looking He's forward to seeing worm food. the uh, the series return <laughs> which should be I think the end of this week when that comes back. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. And of course right, they're talking is about Is it going back to the old thing where they like spoof, you know, talk about music videos and stuff no, too? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't they, think anybody would know what a music video now these days, was yeah. now. Oh, they still do music videos. All they do on MTV is like reality well, I don't Crap. think Beavis and Butthead is going to be on MTV, is it? No, I think it's Paramount Plus, I think. I it? think so. I don't think it's going to be on I think television. they're the Fox people. No, th- no that, that would be different. Disney. Yeah. Well, it's going to be on Torrent at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, torrent things at the moment. Uh, the oh. number here is 603-283-6160. That is the uh, the number if you want to get in touch. Again, we talk about uh, pop culture. You were talking about people freaking out over The Little Mermaid going, mm. I guess, black. Dude, that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen was these people arguing about the skin color of a fictional character. You want Why to talk do they about care so your hope much? For, well, it that is just silly, takes your hope for the, humanity and it drops it into the trash. I interpret it as something different than the phenomena that you saw around Star Trek in the 60s. It's I don't think it's so much that they care about the race. I think they're irritated at getting preached at all mm. the time. You know, because that's that's the thing. It's like they did it on on Star Trek, and that was cool. That was like the first time. But now they're making a point of remaking everything. Mm. You're saying it's See, tired. That, where that, no, no, that's that's where the, the disconnect happens. Having, have to be 
gay, female, transsexual. Mm-hmm. Having a black character is not forcing this on anyone. It's not, it's not shoving things in their faces. It's just having a character who happens to be black. The only people who well, made a big deal about it are the white come, people who were upset. That's true if you come up with a new character. Um, but it's not necessarily true if you go and make a crappy version of Ghostbusters with an all-female cast, you know? The number, that, was a, that one sucked for many reasons, for sure. 603-283-6160. Did you see the newest one? The Afterlife? Afterlife? No, I just found out tonight that that has the original cast in it, so yeah, I've got to watch that now. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, there's more on the way here, and you can join us. Uh, we can talk about drag shows. Apparently, people are getting all riled up about that as well. Again, this is Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. For 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before Pork Fest. Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there June 15th through the 18th. ForkFest.Party. Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Aria. We can tell you more stories about inflation. I had another shrinkflation story. I mean, we can... This is... This is what people definitely do want to talk about in America right now. So if you want to share your story with us, you're welcome to join us at 603-283-6160. We kind of went into more pop oh, culture. Oh, other news, George Jetson was born uh, four days ago. How about that? I thought he was born on the 31st. Well, whatever. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so, but- I always saw that because I saw everyone sharing that. It's like, okay, that was cute and clever like the first time I saw it. But you know how these things are on the internet where everyone sees the same thing and they share it. And I'm over here with my stupid meme about a dead raccoon carrying a balloon or whatever. That Yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating got, to me how uncreative people are on the internet. We kind of went into uh, a more pop culture area and it made me think about something that has been going on on uh, social media, specifically on Twitter in the last 24 or so hours, where the conversation about the drag shows has come back up. And yeah, they dragged oh, it good. out again. They did sure they? did. And... I this don't even... issue has certainly not been beaten to death already. No, these... we could call it sadistic equine necrophilia, but that would be beating a dead horse. <laughs> the, these people, <laughs> uh, and a lot of them would probably be totally fine with that. But the people I'm talking about are the so-called libertarians, so-called anarchists, who really sound 
ultra conservative to me. Mm-hmm. And These people they, exist and they're common. Yeah. And I, I wish they would stop calling mm-hmm. themselves libertarian and anarchists. Well, yeah. I mean, you can be libertarian or anarchist and, you know, and and disapprove of whatever you like. I don't approve of teaching your children that that there's a hell that they're going to go to if, you know, they if they have genitals, but the uh, or or make any use of them. Well, see, that was child abuse, though. That that one's almost textbook child abuse. Well, that's the thing. According to your values, that's child abuse. According to their values, a drag show is is child child abuse, abuse. and that's literally what they're saying. And the thing is, I may agree or disagree with either of you, but the thing is, I'm not going to interfere because they're not my kids, not my family, not Not my my choice. And that's the that to me is the only way that well, it's it's part of the only way that that societies can continue to exist. The other thing that I think is necessary is there's some people who just absolutely can't tolerate the fact that there are people different from them mm-hmm. and you know they need to go somewhere and be around their own kind. I mean, bigots have a right to exist. I just don't mm-hmm. want to deal with them yep. and so you know, they uh yeah, you could I'd totally be much be, happier if they existed someplace else. Yeah, I think you really summed it up um, that you can absolutely be a libertarian, which is somebody who adheres to the non-aggression principle, and you can have all these opinions and you can express them. And you can be as rude as you want to be as long as you aren't using aggression against those other people. But to me, that's not good enough for a society in which one would want to live i think that it's also oh, it's also a good idea to respect the choices of others and not meddle in those people's lives whether it be somebody choosing to take their kids to a church where they're teaching them uh, uh, you know what we sure. might consider to be lies about hell or whether it be somebody taking their kid to a, a drag show that some people might think is just the most horrific thing uh, that could possibly happen uh, to children like mm-hmm. but to, see i don't even know if there are I'm, shows I'm, that people on. could take their kids to that I would definitely judge them for mm-hmm. it. I just wouldn't interfere. I don't want to force anything on anyone, but there is no no definite argument that you know taking your kids to a drag show is child abuse versus literally telling your children, hey, you're going to be tortured for all eternity if you do this thing that makes this this God being unhappy. These people well, believe the thing it is, is if you're going to look big, at that philosophically, you have to at least acknowledge the possibility that you're wrong and they're right. I don't think that's the case. No, I don't, case. because you didn't listen at all. Telling children, hey, you have to obey or you will be punished forever, tortured forever, that's there's no argument there. There's, there's no if ambiguity. If that was true, don't you think it would be important for them to know it? It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. It, it matters to me if if that's what my kids it doesn't were matter. facing. No, because that's I a would red want ha- them to know what the I understand that, were. but that's a complete red herring. That's irrelevant to the argument at hand. The argument at hand is that is there's no ambiguity to it. Child abuse. Well, but that's the thing. I think everybody is going way beyond, uh, you know, the, the pale with calling these things child abuse. Because if you really believe that, 
then you would go and you'd kidnap some children from the parents that have those belief systems and you'd try to save them from being abused. No, because, because it's, it's not my job abuse. to part- it's not my job to save the world. I get I get what you're saying there, but let me tell you this. If you were you live next door to a place where there's some people and if there were children in the outside in the yard and their parents were beating them out in the open, just going and wailing on them, just beating them, would you do nothing? Like red-headed stepchildren. I don't know. You're in your backyard, and children are screaming for help as the parents, uh, one parent, let's just make it one parent, who's smaller than you physically, <laughs> is attacking their own child severely. You know, I, I think personally, I think spanking is abusive, but I wouldn't be willing to, to do anything about it. But I would I'm agree with that as well. Straight but up. But if somebody's beating the kid bloody, yeah. I might shoot him. You never know. Yeah. I, I have met the the what I consider to be child abuse, which mm-hmm. is you know the sort of torture of children with the threats of hellfire stuff like that, with the same ideological arguments and reason that that they're using. Right, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm meeting it proportionately, saying, "Hey, look, no, this is yeah. why all of these things are factually untrue, and why there can't possibly be a hell in all of that." I'm using words in the same way that they're using words. A fair if response they, is yes, what you're saying. If they were to go mm-hmm. further than that and you know, actually start you know, crucifying their kids in their yard mm-hmm. or whatever, okay, at that point, yeah, it may be worth intervening with physically. But for the time being, I don't see any reason not to go beyond. I don't see any reason to go beyond interview, intervening ideologically yeah. and verbally okay. in regards to the child abuse against Christian I guess I just consider when I hear the term child abuse, I consider like something way more serious. Well, there are degrees of child abuse, right? Yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah, sure. Like someone sending their kid home to to bed without dinner could feasibly be called child abuse versus, you know, locking your kid in the basement and allowing them to starve to death. Well, that's that's a different thing there. Yeah. So the question is, what level of abuse rises to the level of being willing to do something physically about it by removing that child because ultimately that's what people want the state to do right Right. now we're not talking about the anarchists here because they will all say when they're pushed they'll they'll talk about how they want something to be done about drag shows but when you push them they'll say oh well we shouldn't get the state involved we ought to ostracize or we ought to you know whatever else they've got in mind they don't want Uh, ostracism though because valid to ostracize even if you're wrong they don't want ostracism, though. They think they do. But once you start this actual ostracism game, suddenly they start screaming and crying, oh, this is cancel culture. <laughs> they think they want mm-hmm. ostracism. But once you actually apply that and they're the ones getting ostracized mm-hmm. because they're in the minority, suddenly they don't like ostracism so much. Well, and, and they should well, have. nobody likes ostracism when it's pointed at them. That's the point. Well, and they definitely, you know, people definitely should live in a society that they find most attractive. The people who are the ultra right wing religious people who think that a uh, a drag show is going to destroy children's minds permanently or whatever that they they should go and live together and mm-hmm. that way they can have no drag shows in their on their private property and then there's no potential for their uh, you know precious little mm-hmm. kids to be ruined by somebody who's cross dressing and to uh, me I think that's a mistake that like anarcho-capitalists, anarcho-communists, different kinds of anarchists make, is they imagine a world in which everybody is doing it one particular way. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. I imagine a motley world in which every county, every town is different from the next one down the road. And I like that vision. I do too, uh, but it requires tolerance. True. And these people, they don't, they can't handle that. There's more coming up it's here. It's easier to tolerate it a distance.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Aria. We're talking about the difference between perspectives. On the far conservative right, you have people who believe that a drag show is this horrifying experience. It's going to ruin children. It's child abuse. On the other hand, Aria, you brought up uh, the viewpoint that teaching somebody about the the fires of brimstone of hell is also child abuse. And well, I brought it up as a comparison point, not not because it's anything that I'm particularly passionate about mm-hmm. or that I'm concerned about or care to do anything about. But it is another side of it that's sort of more of a lefty kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, a lefty yeah. perspective of, you know, oh, we've got to save the 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 conservative children from their religious parents and the child abuse of the religious beliefs they're inculcating mm. them with. They, they both hold those views very firmly, and they truly believe that the other side is doing irreparable harm. And I'm not going to make one argument or the other, because you know, obviously I feel a little more strongly about organized religion, as you do, uh, Aria, than I do about drag shows. But I will acknowledge that maybe there are some really raunchy drag shows that people are bringing their kids to. Okay, maybe there are. I personally think that most drag shows, from what I've seen in my life, I haven't been to a ton, but I've been to a couple, uh, they're typically fully clothed men with penises that are tucking them, Mm -hmm. and they're putting on women's clothing, and they are dressing in, you know, fabulous, uh, as fabulously as they can. And they're going out and they're performing uh, songs in front of an audience with lights. And that's pretty much a drag show. That's what a drag show is uh, historically. See, my issue uh, with this has nothing to do with drag shows. I, I think this started with, you know, nudity at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And that that was how it... I ended up making an analogy at one point. Well, okay, if, if you're bothered by people being nude, what's, what's next? You're going to take issue with men's wearing women's clothes or whatever. I know. I'm trans for those out there on the radio who, don't, who aren't mm-hmm. aware of that. I'm male to female trans person. I identify as a female. You know, take, make of that whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly care. You do you. I'm going to do me. But you don't do drag. But I don't do drag, and I don't particularly care for drag queens. However, my experience with these conservatarians, because that's what we're dealing with here, mm-hmm. conservative libertarians, conservative anarchists who... You know, they, they want to protect people. They won't say a word of this in my presence or to my face mm-hmm. or anything about it to me whatsoever. They won't take any issue with me. They'll say, no, Aria is great or whatever, or they'll just keep their mouths shut. But then online. But then online. Oh, suddenly they've got all of this to say about drag queens and trans people. Why don't you say any of that? To me, mm-hmm. in person, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. Because they're cowards. That's what all of my issue about this is. is that may be they're cowards. It, but I think yeah, there's I mean, what do another I know? I'm just a trans reason, which is you're not going to... It's ma'am! Neither are, like neither are most trans people. Most people are not, but there is a steady diet of that mm-hmm. that you get online, and usually stories about it. Sometimes people actually acting that way online, and that irritates people. And, and I mean, oh, I'm sure I do things that irritate people, too. And and it just is what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I can understand um, I can understand a certain level of irritation at the way that certain people 
feel that they are entitled to your support. Uh, to Those people don't exist, though. They're, again, they're just dealing with these people online, confusing that for the real world. They're confusing mm-hmm. these people with the with their Twitter bios or what are saying that it's them, they, them, or whatever. They're confusing that with the actual real world. In the real world, they won't say any of this nonsense to people. They'll shut up. They'll be quiet, whether they like it or not, because they're cowards. If they actually had the courage of their convictions, it wouldn't matter if I was like, "Look, dude, I don't really care what you call me." They'd be like, "No, you're mentally ill. Scream this crap at me in person, like you would online." That's all I'm asking of these people, but well, they won't. A lot of people behave very differently when they're behind a keyboard than they do in real life. And they, and they, I mean, there's something to be said for that because, on, you know, the thing about being online is it's safe for both parties. If you're, uh, you know, if you're talking smack about somebody online, they probably don't feel like they're like you're an actual threat to them. If you get up in their face and start saying the same things, you might scare the hell out of them. And that's a really good point. It reminds me of Jackie threatening to, um, you know, damage the property of Christopher Cantwell and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, shoving her buttocks Wasn't against the studio here and all of this car? other stuff. That's what she yeah, said. I don't want to get that graphic. But okay. I mean, she she I was professing no the entire time to just be terrified of this guy, right? And That's just right. his his mere presence here just terrified her. But that didn't stop her from taking all of these subtle acts of aggression, maybe not violence, but certainly aggression against this person. It's the same sort of thing here. If they were actually terrified, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have the courage to speak out online or whatever. And it doesn't take any courage to speak out online, but that just shows how unterrified they actually are. And I don't say these people should say it to my face because I want to get into a fight or anything like that. None of that would actually happen. I know they won't say it to my face because they know how ridiculous and how hateful and spiteful they would sound to say that to just this random trans person they happen to know. How insane are you to go up to this trans person to to their face, start calling them mentally ill or to this drag queen and calling her mentally ill or whatever? You're not mentally stable if you do that sort of thing in person you're crazy there's something wrong in your head but when it's on the internet suddenly you think it's okay no look you're still crazy there's still something wrong in your head you need to sit back and relax and accept your fellow human beings for who they are and stop hating people well if you look at robert heinlein's uh future history and he is the chief prophet of the church of the invisible hand this particular period of history was labeled the crazy years so just something to to bear in mind whenever somebody says he's crazy she's crazy they're mentally ill my thought is who isn't these days yeah, that much is true. Everybody <laughs> is crazy in their own personal way. Oh, uh, yeah. We're like a bunch of squirrels. But that said, I got to agree with your conclusion, Aria, and that is that people just need to calm down, chill out, let people raise their family the way they want to, because going on the Internet and caterwauling about it isn't going to change anything. Somebody posted a video we watched during the recent break here as an example of the they put quote they put in quotes family friendly and then they put this was in response to you uh, saying that you know most of the drag shows that you had seen were relatively family friendly or something to that effect dancing and you know wearing almost in many cases fully clothed Yeah, they're not strip teases or anything like that right but that's what these people apparently believe we watched this video that would defeat the purpose yeah, that would be a strip show. The point is to dress like a woman. <laughs> right. Dress, clothe yeah. oneself. 
But in this video, what happened was there was a, a presumably a, a biological male who had some netting. And, and an actual male. Dra- drag yeah. queens are usually not transsexual. They yeah. identify as male. They like to dress up as women sometimes. Right. Uh, this this person was wearing Cosplay. Like, leggings, like a, 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 a netted kind of legs, uh, I guess. Was outfit. this person supposed to be a drag queen, though? Because that was ugly. They weren't wearing the wig. They weren't wearing the overly embellished makeup or any of that no, stuff. Yeah, really. I mean, usually I expect to see somebody dressed like Mae West. Those Do people you know? were there. They were in the background yeah. uh, of the video. So it was a drag show. This person that was there. That obese cow sitting down was one of yeah. those people. And, uh, and and we're supposed to be offended by this. And the, all this person was doing was interacting with a child, maybe, I don't know, eight or nine years old or something like that. And supposedly they were teaching them how to accept tips for dancing. I didn't see any of that happening uh, in that particular clip. Does that, that take that a lot saw? of training? Because yeah. I used to be a pizza driver. Mm. And taking tips was the easiest part. Yeah. Uh, I give mean, me look, some money I put in my pocket. This person with the leggings... Wasn't showing any more skin, in fact, quite less skin than the average bikini purse wearing female at a beach. Yeah. So this wasn't, they were not grinding in the, uh, up on the child. In fact, they seemed to be doing everything they could to stay away from the child. They were interacting with the child, but like they would hand it this, uh, I don't know, it was like, it was a piece of cardboard or something with a head cut, with. with a hole cut in it. And they were supposed to, I don't know what was going on in the video, but it yeah, wasn't it was all sexual. Very confusing. It wasn't, yeah, there was no context. It wasn't sexual in any way, shape or form, but this, uh, gentleman on uh, Twitter Anarcho underscore Toad believes oh, that drag shows. Oh, I was arguing with him today. Yeah, believes that drag shows are actually abuse, is what he says. <laughs> and I said, well, should nudity be banned from Porkfest? Because I happen to know this person lives in Massachusetts, and they've been up to New Hampshire and are considering migrating here. And he accuses me. He says, no, stop moving the goalposts and giving ch- uh, cover for child abuse. And I said, so. So wait, a naked person isn't child abuse, but a person in a bathing suit is. Okay, so he's going to get to what he believes about drag shows here in just a moment. He believes that they are a sexual thing that involves grinding sexually in children's faces. That's what he actually <laughs> believes. Or he's just really trolling and has spent the last 24 hours uh, doing this. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here and you can bring up whatever you want the number 603-283-6160 once again the drag shows have come back up amongst conservative types on the social media except these conservatives are calling themselves libertarians aren't drag shows like kind of rare i mean in the grand scheme of things i I don't recall drag shows ever being like a prominent form of entertainment that like people were constantly talking about until conservatives made this great mountain out of a molehill over it well the the things that that did happen is uh um it started the first the first time i heard about drag queens since like the 90s when i actually used to buy my weed in a gay bar um (laughs) from a 300 pound bull dyke named Bambi. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, knew this be, in Florida? I knew before you even said it, her name was going to be Bambi. <laughs> was this Florida it's, or Michigan? Uh, this is Michigan. Okay. This is when I was uh, still in high school. Um, but uh, I don't know her, but I know 50 
identical Bambi's just like her, man. Mm. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm sure that there there's like a, a it, some woods somewhere where there's where there's a herd of them, and every once in a while they get separated out and end up in some city. But uh, but they started doing uh, these. Basically, they were outreach events. They were they were intended, I think, to just get kids comfortable with um with being around somebody who was um eccentric uh and sure. and so they did they they called it drag queen story hour and yep. uh conservatives and, hate that oh yeah and and most of the most of the drag queens uh seem to be very cool about it and then they're just sitting there reading a story mm-hmm. i've heard um i've heard about people who uh um who supposedly exposed themselves during during these things like wearing a short skirt and not being properly uh careful is you know well right at least couple of the people know you gotta be kind of careful when you're wearing a skirt um but uh but i don't know if that's true or apocryphal but it's probably apocryphal that i heard of it is is that these were um were outreach events and of course the conservative fear about that is is similar to the uh, liberal hope for it. The conservatives are afraid. Hey, they're going to be these kids are going to grow up and be comfortable around gay people, and that's a bad thing. Evans, and the liberals no. are thinking, well, they're going to grow up and be comfortable around gay people, and that's a good thing. Well, how weak um, is conservative slash Christian propaganda if all it takes is one, one drag, drag queen, queen <laughs> reading them, you know? Yeah. Santa's little helper or whatever and suddenly they're they're gender queer or whatever propagandize better well that's why you always find the most homophobic politicians in the bathroom with a man Mm -hmm. because the the thing is they a lot of times they took on that persona particularly because you know they're covering something up and and a lot of times you'll um you'll have you know my first thought when somebody says well you know if somebody's uh if somebody's around gay people and they're a kid they're going to grow up gay and i'm like you Ridiculous. were really on the fence when you were a kid weren't you you yeah. weren't sure which way you were going uh cuz you know most of us are are pretty pretty you know, clear early on on, yeah. on on what we like and we don't you know i've i've seen a lot of penises in locker rooms and uh, and i'm i'm probably hetero flexible i'm not quite <laughs> yeah. by but uh but you know it uh god knows Let's come back Those to it. Those hairy things have Let's come to back to it. We got actually a um, long distance call here. Uh, Gwyneth is on the line from Australia, where it is already tomorrow. Gwyneth, you're on Free Talk Live. Welcome. Hello there. How are you? Uh, hey, go ahead. Good morning. This morning for me. Hello. Yeah, it is. Good morning. Good morning. Yep. That's good. Um, I just want. I'll, I'll, I'll put my comment on your current topic in a little moment. But I just wanted to uh, let you know something that's happening um, both here in Australia and in the United States. Uh, There's a problem with the diesel engine. Um, Actually, their fuel 
and their engine oil and their grease and the diesel exhaust fluid. All of them are having problems. All of them are going into short supply. And people just need to contemplate what it's going to mean for them personally if all the diesel engine oil and all of the uh, diesel engine grease and all the diesel engine fuel and all the diesel exhaust fuel, uh, diesel exhaust fluid, uh, go away. Did you say exhaust fluid? Yeah, diesel exhaust fluid. Called DES, D-E-S. It's an additive that uh, uh, most diesel engines are required to have. Let me see if I'm following what you're saying here, Gwyneth, because uh, news to me. You're saying there are problems with all of the diesel engines on the planet, or did I misunderstand it? Because you are very... There, there are, are problems with... It's not the diesel engine. It's their consumable. The diesel fuel. Oh, it's hard to get them. The supply chain's yes. an issue. Okay. Yes. Yes. The supply chain. And, ah. Um, coming to a crisis point and people need to stop and think about what it's going to look like for them personally if all the diesel engines go away because without the um, diesel engine oil, there's no diesel engine. Mm. And without the um, uh, diesel exhaust fluid, I mean a diesel engine can run without the diesel exhaust fluid. Now, is this something that's in the news, or, or can we look this up and find that there actually is? I think she's is. just talking about the diesel fuel shortage. Someone talked about it recently as some additive that they're required to add by law in some place as well, something along those lines. But but this idea that all of the diesel engines are suddenly going to vanish, that, that's that's not going to happen. Well, they may not vanish, but if you can't... vanish, you're not going to be able to run them without the diesel engine oil. If you if you go into your favorite search engine and type in diesel engine oil shortage, it's in the it's in the industry press. I mean, I agree entirely. Prices are going to go up on everything as a result of this. But to be like, no one's going to have anything. We're all going to starve to death, or this is going to affect all of them. That that's just fear mongering, in my opinion. Well, I mean, that's like saying Bitcoin is going to go down to zero. If you literally can't get your engine fluids, then you can't drive your vehicle. Um, yeah. And that could really cause a problem with the supply chains if, you know, because all of those trucks are running on diesel. I mean, the entire country, and I'm sure this is true in Australia, is running on diesel as far as getting products to market. So, I mean, if this is as bad as uh, Gwyneth is suggesting, then this is a pretty big problem. Now, do they use is, the same know. fluids, do you know, in, say, a diesel uh, 18-wheeler that they use in, in a diesel car? And if not, are, are, is this mostly affecting cars or trucks? Uh, it's the same diesel engine oil is used in all diesel engines. So okay. whether they're mm-hmm. mining, mining equipment or heavy haulers, your 18-wheelers or automobiles or whatever, okay. um, even diesel generators, they all use uh, diesel engine oil. Gwyneth, your comment real quickly on the drag shows, if you don't mind, because we're short on time here. Okay. Um, well, what I was wanting to say was I grew up in a geothermal field at Rotorua, where the city is actually built on the geothermal field. Okay? And when I was a little kid, this is regarding the hellfire thing that you were saying. My parents were very careful to 
put the fear of God into me regarding the geothermal fear. Okay? So that I didn't just run randomly everywhere. And oh, that's the house. dumbest analogy I've heard in quite a long time. <laughs> Saying don't play in the street is the equivalent of threatening kids with hellfire and eternal damnation. That's silly. I don't know what she was saying. I want to give her a chance to tell the the, uh, the rest of the story here in moments. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. It's hard to hear, but mostly I'm making out what she's saying. All the way from Australia, it is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Ian Nobody and Aria in the studio with you here tonight. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you're ready to learn about cryptocurrency, we talked a little bit earlier about taking those dollars that you know are going to become worth less and less that's what inflation means folks when they're inflate when you when you hear about inflation the media gets it wrong they talk about increases in prices that's a that is a symptom of inflation inflation is an increase in the money supply that means your dollars become worth less over time you can see it at the grocery store you see it at the you know the gas pump etc and so if you want to look into alternative options to the dollar, you want to check out cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You'll learn about those by clicking Get Started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com. Once again, that's Bitcoin.com. Just click Get Started and you will learn some of the basics that you should learn before you actually get into uh, buying some of your first cryptocurrency. Once again, it's Bitcoin.com. They also have a great news site over at News.Bitcoin.com uh, where you can learn the latest headlines, what's going on in the world of uh, cryptocurrency. So we go back to Gwyneth, who is in Australia. Uh, Gwyneth, you were trying to make a point. I guess we've been talking about uh, people who believe certain things are child abuse. Uh, there's the people on the right wing here in the U.S. who believe that going to a drag show is abusive to children. Others believe that inculcating kids with organized religious beliefs, uh, like hell, for instance, is abusive. And you were beginning to tell us about your parents and growing up. Uh, t- tell me that again. Geoth- something about geothermal. I, I wasn't really clear. You know, you know what, you know what Yellowstone is. Yellowstone, yeah, okay. sure, that, a geyser imagine, or whatever. Imagine if, yeah, the geysers and all that. Imagine mm-hmm. if there was actually a city built on top of Yellowstone. Okay, could be How bad. That, it, it, it actually exists. It's a city in New Zealand called Rotorua, and it's actually built on top of the geothermal field. Hmm. Okay. okay. But so actually, like, just, just about, like, maybe half a mile from the middle of town, you've got boiling mud pools, and you've got uh, boiling hot geothermal lakes that are, that are basically so sulfur that if a body falls into that pool, it's going to be gone within hours. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is, this is Rotorua. This is what it's like. And... I lived in Rotorua. I lived maybe about, um, you know, five or, you know, maybe ten minutes drive from this geothermal area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you went into town, you had to go past the geothermal. And you would have, uh, you know, like hot fumes, like steam coming up out of the gutters in the middle of the Rotorua CBD. And you could only build buildings like two stories high or otherwise they'd be too heavy and they'd actually collapse 
through the the geothermal crust wow. in Rotorua. And people come from all over the world to see this city that is built on a geothermal field. Huh. And of course, there's parts of the city where you just can't build because you know, it's, it's too geothermally unstable. How and does this have anything to do with drag shows and, uh, you know, Christian the children, is, though? The thing is, okay, the thing is, I'm getting to the point. Okay, when I was a child, growing up, my parents really heavily inculcated into me that you do not just run around anywhere you feel like. Because there's hot, there's hot pools there that will kill you instantly if you mm-hmm. fall into them. And mud pools. Okay. Now. Yeah, my parents also told me not to play in the street. Christianity. Yeah, that's a similar thing. It's good advice. Okay? But Christianity assumes that the spiritual universe is real, and you can't just do anything you darn well please because there's dangers. There. Okay. Well, well, they they and they believe that sometimes, and sometimes they don't. And it's 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 reasonable to inculcate into your children what those dangers are so that they can avoid them. So it's, it's in that context, it's not abusive. Well, if that's I, I think that's giving the Christians believe. too much credit. I'm not convinced that's what they really believe. I mean, keep in mind, I've been well, around Christians my entire, my entire life for the most part. Um, I don't know any of them that rejoice when someone dies. And if they genuinely... they? Yes, because they're going to heaven. If they genuinely believe that this person is going to spend paradise meeting their maker and all of their sins are Mm. forgiven, they're going to live in paradise and it's going to be wonderful for all eternity. They should be partying and celebrating. I have never seen a Christian rejoice over someone's death. Gwyneth, thanks for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you, but not in a nice way. Right, and enjoy (laughs) the rest of your uh, your day there because it's tomorrow in uh, in Australia. Appreciate the call. And so I think if Christians were to say, "Hey, we we have to do this because we don't." want our kids to go to hell okay well next time when gram gram dies i want to see you teaching your children that they should be happy mm-hmm. because now she's with her now she's with god there you must know, be some that do that right if they well, want to play I mean, that card they, they need to play it consistently that but a lot of the grief uh, i mean have, having lost a wife i can tell you that a lot of of grief is dealing with I have to live the rest of my life without this person mm-hmm. who has become vital to me. So, uh, you know, even had I believed in a heaven, I wouldn't have necessarily been happy uh, about it. been rejoicing because point. I'm not even asking people to rejoice over their spouses' deaths, right? Okay, I'll give you that one. This is someone that you're aiming to spend the rest of your life with, but your parents or whatever, or your your great aunt. Or so, mm-hmm. someone you met, you know, 15 years ago that you well, used to be friends like with? some of us like our families. I understand <laughs> that. I like families. some of my families, too. But none of them are like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life talking to Gam Gam or whatever. It's like, okay. <laughs> Gam Gam. Is that what y'all call your grandmother? <laughs> I've then? never met. No, it's just a funny expression that I used to just uh, draw absurdity to uh, draw the draw attention to the absurdity of these sort of nicknames. And Gam Gam just sounds so stupid. Derek is on the line here. He's in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Derek. What's on your mind? Hey, um, I've got a, a a trans son, and I sometimes wonder, because he's only interested in other trans males, is is he just a lesbian that, that 
it's for some reason identifying as male or I don't like I, this is the thing I question. I don't I don't have Wait, hold on, just to clarify for me you're trying to female underst- to male, correct? That's what I was going to ask. Female to male, yes. Okay. Okay. And is also uh, interested in old. only other female to male trans people? Yes. So isn't even interested in like cis women, correct? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So what's name. the question for Arya? Um, I guess, I mean, she wants to do hormones or he wants to, to do hormones. Um, and I'm okay with it. I, like, I, I know that's a very re- reversible thing. Um, well, it doesn't matter I, if it is or isn't. I, I mean, time isn't reversible. So something's going to change one way or the other. It's a matter of, you know, which thing are you most likely to regret? Which thing are you least likely to regret? I want to hear more about this. If you've got time, Derek, can you hang on? Sure. All right. More with Derek here. His uh, biologically born female is now male, trans, um, son, daughter, is only wanting to date other people <laughs> in similar circumstances. That's going to really narrow the dating pool, I think, uh, in that case. But there's more coming up we here. We only need one. And there's more moments, one that works for you. Uh, it's Free Talk Live. Here, the number 603-283-6160 from drag shows to diesel engines to a trans question. Diesel we have, engines uh, to diesel dykes. We have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, father uh, who called in from Pennsylvania. Derek is going to be uh, back on the line with us here. But I do want to let you know, uh, and he's got a trans son, he says, and he's got a question for Arya, who is a trans person. Uh, but first, I do want to tell you about Lifetime Liberty. There is a an event coming up in October. It's actually called Liberty in Our Lifetime. October 21st through the 23rd, our very own Mark Edge is going to be speaking at this event. It's put on by the Free Cities Foundation. It's their second annual event, by the way. The conference theme this year is Parallel Structures for Progress. They're going to showcase autonomous cities and intentional communities springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. You can get your early bird discount plus 20% off by using code FTL20 when you check out over at LifetimeLiberty.com. It's in Prague, by the way. October 21st through the 23rd, you get to see Mark and many other great speakers there. LifetimeLiberty.com. Use code FTL20 and save 20%. We bring Derek back on the line here in Pennsylvania. You had a question for Aria as our resident expert on all things trans. Uh, but Derek, you, you said you, you had a, a daughter originally who is now transitioned to being male. And uh, and she's interested or he is interested in only dating other male or other female to male trans people did, did was that right yeah um i don't mean to pigeonhole Arya like that either it's just like i i mean maybe going the other direction is completely different so uh maybe i should i imagine it's that. difficult for anybody that engages in that process from a social aspect or whatever uh, but what was your question for Arya? um I, I like I know you you have your pulse like just from listening to the show I, I know Arya has her pulse on on the you know the the culture of all that 
I mean, should I be completely? I mean, how how should I be? I don't know how to be reacting towards all this. Um, Just love and accept your kid. Well, well, you're right. That's the easiest part. That's the only part. But like, but no. When she's talking about chemicals and um, you know other stuff like that, then what do I do? Love and accept your kid. Mm-hmm. Well, does that mean you should well, go and buy I, the chemicals? How old, how old is your kid? Right. 15. And she, it, it's been... Old enough in my book. I mean, it, yeah. I I mean, it's mean, not my he, kid, he's but... Been, he's been feeling like that for years now, too. Mm-hmm. But it's also been a lot of internet influence. She has two pretty bad parents, and I'm one of them, so... What do you think, Arya, about the more extreme uh, modifications, such as a, a double mastectomy, the removal of uh, the breasts? I mean, some people go to a p- pretty serious extreme. Would you say it's too early? You know, let's make give yourself some time on on a decision like that because it's one thing to take a chemical; it's another thing to cut off a body part. I mean, it's certainly not my call, right? Um, I, I suspect. But if I, you were the if you were the parent in that situation, I, I, what would you do? I would support the the child in whatever decisions a child makes. However, I don't think you're going. Are you, to, I don't you think probably would have been a better parent. I doubt it. I would have neglected my kids. I would have dropped them off at an orphanage and kept going. However, you know, okay. I don't think you're going to find many surgeons who are willing to do breast removal. Look, I I, I looked into getting breast augmentation surgery at one point mm-hmm. uh, here in New Hampshire. I think I ended up in. Uh, Massachusetts for it, which I mean, we're not talking about ultra conservative places here or anything like that. We're talking about liberal accepting places. And I was told that I had to have a letter of approval from a therapist in order Mm. for them to do this procedure to a person who has made news headlines about being trans. Right. Mm. So despite all of that, they wouldn't just take my word for it that I was okay to make Mm. my own decisions. I had to get some therapist to sign off on it. That's why I didn't do it because no, it's screwed up for them to assume that I have a therapist just because I'm trans. But that aside, they wouldn't do that procedure for me because I didn't meet the qualifications that they felt I needed to meet. That's going to be true in reverse as well. I don't think you're going to find too many plastic surgeons who are willing to do breast removal surgery for a female to male trans person without that magical letter from a therapist or whatever, especially one who's only 15 years old. I see what you're saying there. I would say, you know, from my perspective as somebody who's not interested in having kids at all, but if it were me in that uh, place, I would... Lean towards what you're saying, Arya, of respecting that person's choices. Like, okay, you want to be a, a boy, that's fine. But I don't think I would be supportive of them cutting body parts off. To me, that goes too far because a lot of times people change their minds about things. You know, whether it be getting a tattoo that they, sure. they uh, you know, are upset about later on or losing a body part that they might have wanted later. Like, you know, I would have liked to have been able to make the choice mm-hmm. about getting uh, uh, a... Uh, what is it called? Circumcised. Circumcision. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't get that choice. And it's, you know, I don't get to, I, I can't well, do it. Yeah, breasts, I'm not happy about that either. In yeah. the case of breasts, that they came to, you know, regret it, in theory, they could just have breast augmentation surgery. Yeah, but then that's another surgery. You don't want to go under a knife if you don't have mm. to. Anytime you go under the knife, you could die. I mean, every sure. even even when I had a vasectomy done on myself, it was still, even though it's like the safest 
surgical procedure you can have, and it's done more often than like any other surgical procedure out there, there's still a small chance you could die uh, because mm-hmm. of that that procedure. There so, may also be a, uh, a loss of uh, sensitivity. Yeah. Um, I don't take I those mean, sorts of things lightly. I, I would say to, if it were my teenager, I would say, hey, look, give yourself some time to think. You can be a boy. That's fine. You know, dress how you want. Do what you want with that. Well, if you want to take chemicals, right. well, I would then, say you got to get a job. You got to pay for them. Give them the responsibility of doing those things for themselves. I wouldn't go ahead and, and pave the way per se. Like you want to take them, go ahead. But then they end up with permanent body dysmorphia, right? Because then they, they go through at least part of their puberty as, as a female and they have the, the body shape of a female that hormones are never going mm-hmm. to change. You know, they're going to and be I'm, stuck I'm with some. I'm on your side with that. Mm. I mean, their their body is going to change and develop one way or the other. No, well, see, I don't know anything uh, about these chemicals. My, I don't know what they do. My, my problem is like when, what I hear from uh, mostly Bonnie and Nikki, which concerns me the most, is like the the internet influence, where where these these girls are like kind of like it's like a social pressure to like be like that, hmm. and then maybe later in life they don't want to be like that. That certainly does exist. Like I know this. Quote, non-binary person who, okay, it's a girl. She's just a girl, but Mm -hmm. she calls herself non-binary, and she dates dudes. So in all common sense, she's a straight girl, right? Totally normal, sensible, run-of-the-mill straight girl. She wants to be different. But that's not different. That's Mm -hmm. not special. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make her unique. So instead, (laughs) she's this non-binary person who has all of the mannerisms and all of the features of a girl, except she has a male name or an ambiguous name. Do I take that risk with my child? Like, do, do I get I can't take stern th- with them and make them resent me, or do I not get stern with them and make them let them make a huge, terrible decision? You're the one who knows There's your child no best. Right answer Which to decision that. are we talking about with this decision? I'm sorry, I missed. I might have lost. Well, the topic. he's he's saying, do is 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 basically laying out the 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 two forks and the dangers of the two forks of either trying to put on the brakes a little bit and being resented Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. putting the brakes on or the possibility of seeing somebody um seeing somebody he loves do something that they they may regret later Mm -hmm. and and of course what you want in that situation is to know how is this going to turn out 20 years down the line? And nobody can say that. Yeah, that's nobody why this knows. isn't a trans issue. This is just I how life nobody. is. This is just the way that life works. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate where you're coming from and the call and the question here tonight. Feel free to call back if you know this develops further. You make you a decision and you go with it. Yeah, and that's the best anybody can do about any issue. Uh, I like the idea of coming at it from a perspective of love and appreciation and see where that leads you. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It's obviously got that down. This is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight is Ian. Nobody. And Aria. And the dates for Fork Fest 
Well, there's no such thing as official dates for Fork Fest, but there's the ones that we're I promoting. I a date to Fork Fest one time. How was it? It was all right. Good. Uh, it's a good time to to uh, meet somebody if you uh, you know if there's if you don't have a date, you might meet somebody at Fork Fest. Although there's not a ton of people that uh, have attended Fork Fest over the years, it's not the biggest libertarian camping festival, but it is the libertarian camping festival that happens right nearby the biggest libertarian camping festival, which is of course the Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, which sold out the last two weeks in a row. By the way, and it's going to sell out this year too, man. Almost certainly because I, you know. Today was the first day that Rogers Campground, where these events are held, oh. was taking reservations, and they got immediately swamped. the all of the Porcupine Freedom Festival chats just blew up. Of people like, I can't get through. They put me on hold or whatever. Whoa. Like, will you people calm down? It's August the first. Damn. Where's is there a, a another campground like? Nothing as large right as Rogers. near there? There though? are some others near there, yes. What, yeah. is, is there anything close enough that you could, like, have Porkfest take up more than one campground? Um, I don't know how close the nearest one is, but, I mean, you definitely pass by some as you're driving up to the Porcupine Freedom mm-hmm. Festival. So it's difficult to have a split event on two different campgrounds because there's nothing right nearby. This The property across the street from Rogers was for sale once upon a time. I don't know... If it's still for sale or who bought it or whatever, but there was always talk. There's always talk about buying Rogers or buying the property across the street. And who knows if that'll actually transpire. I hope that somebody does at some Mm. point. But we're talking about what happens in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire every single year. And for the first three years of Fork Fest, which started back in 2017, the event happened before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In the most recent three years, Fork Fest moved to after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And now we're going back to the beginning where everything started and Forkfest is going back to a weekend long event. So there's no longer a week and it is going to be the, uh, the the few days prior to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So it'll be June 15th through the 18th. Again, unofficial. You can show up earlier if you want to. If you want to spend a week there before and by all <laughs> means, uh, go right ahead. But I think what, what the general consensus seemed to be from the chats that happened after this year amongst those who were attending this year is that... Uh, it's just too much time, like two weeks uh, for those that want to go to both the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Fork Fest. Two weeks was just too much for most people to that's go to. That's a long camping trip. It is. So going closer to 10 or 11 days, that's what's being targeted in this case. And people missed the energy of Fork Fest being before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It because- was its own unique culture that, that built up and culminated in a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what what really turned people off initially when the Porcupine Freedom Festival came after Fork Fest was in the beginning of Fork Fest, the Pork Porcupine Freedom Festival was in a real bad state. There were uh, security agents that they had they brought in that were uh, that would come to the park like a day or two beforehand, and they would start driving around in golf carts, and they they just. They killed the vibe of yeah. Fork Fest. They called them Pork Rangers. Yeah. I actually wanted to start Ranger Block. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, it ended up being you didn't need to because yeah. the marketplace decided that the Porcupine Freedom Festival was growing in the wrong direction. They changed their uh, setup and they made it a more decentralized event. The vendors became very happy. More people showed up and they now they sold are sold out. out every two year years. since they made that change. Yeah, two years in a row. And so they've done mm. the right thing with the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And given that it's the, the event has been fixed, because a lot of people decided to go to Fork Fest because they were upset with the Porcupine Freedom Festival's direction, they fixed the 
event. Forkfest isn't going away. We're just moving it back to the beginning. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a good good move. Uh, you can go to uh, forkfest.party. You can learn a little bit more about the event there. There's links to chat rooms where people are hanging out and talking. Uh, there's a forum there as well. So you can connect with other people before you go and attend. But you can get your reservation in over at Rogers Campground. You need either a camping site, an RV site, or a motel room. And again, it's happening June 15th through the 18th, 2023 for the 7th Annual Fork Fest. And then the Porcupine Freedom Festival will follow it in 2023. So let's go to your phone calls here. Law Dog is in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Law Dog. Hey, how you guys doing? That uh, Fork Fest sounds pretty good. We've had a carp fest over here in Michigan, Center, Michigan, down at Leone Township Park, the goose poop capital of the county there. But uh, What is a carp it, fest? It was pretty good, and I'm going to... I'm going to try to get up there in New Hampshire and check you guys out next what is year. It, what is Carp Fest? What is that? Carp Fest. It's a carp carnival where you go uh, fishing for carp. Oh, carp. And you, okay. Yeah. They, and, and, and they have a carp carnival queen and everything, and they get on floats, and they throw candy at the kids and stuff. And uh, there's more t- tattoos per square mile uh, when you bring in the carnies uh, uh, in, uh, in the whole free world there. I'll tell okay. you, it's... Uh, it's it's a it's a really. What were you uh, calling about tonight, Law Dog? Oh, I owe you guys an apology. Oh. Last time I called, I said that Hunter Biden was going to go to prison, and I listened to Guy Benson. Andy McCarthy was on there, and he uh, he used to be a, a big judge there in the uh, Southern District of New York, and uh, he says anybody who thinks that something's going to happen to Hunter Biden is delusional. Yes. So I owe you guys an apology, but. You guys were talking about dating or something there, you know. I'm a 67-year-old heterosexual man, and I exclusively date homeless women. You know why? <laughs> why? Because they're easy. You, you can drop them off anywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Law Dog. Appreciate the call tonight. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Sarah used to be homeless in uh, New Mexico. Now she's living in a trailer park. Go ahead, Sarah. What's on your mind? You know, they... They have a tiny grocery store that they opened up in a tourist um, shopping center, and it was so successful. They're going to make it bigger. I mean, how did they figure out this mixed, uh, mixed um, usage uh, at a shopping area? I mean, it's catching on. You know what I mean? What the hell are you talking about? What? I mean, there's a tour. Well, they only have woods, pottery, and jewelry. Now they have uh, little grocery store in there and it's really popular so you're excited about our eastern grocery store is that what you're saying well it's a it's like a organic kind of a grocery store are you asking are you asking how stores figure out what is and isn't successful it sounds like she's just excited that there's a bodega nearby well, the thing about it is they should have figured this out instead of just having everything rugs everything handbags everything jewelry and then they should have had this little tiny shop, uh, uh, grocery store mix it up with what people want to do. Why does it take so long? She's to, mad that it took that this it, long to get a little grocery store. I see. Well, if you only had communism, Sarah, then you wouldn't have any grocery stores, right? This is yeah. the most bizarre. You don't need any grocery stores if you don't have any food. <laughs> this is the most bizarre complaint I've ever heard, Sarah. What? What? what the complaint well, I mean, is it? It makes it, it. It's the same concept of the shopping malls having apartments, churches, schools, uh, having a mixed use instead of just uh, shopping only. You know what I mean? It's the same concept. 
I've seen what it's like when shopping malls have places to sleep, and that's called Vegas, and it really sucks. Like, it's really expensive. Vegas? I'm talking about, they're going to have, like, build... You want to live at a shopping mall? No, I'm talking about, no, I mean, a part of it will be, like, condominiums. Another part will be apartment complex. Another like, they have mixed usage instead of just having just only shopping This is why we don't need central planners, because people like Sarah want to get in charge of things so they can direct how society is built. Like if Sarah had her way, she would have what she's talking about right now. And she's mad because somebody didn't put a bodega in her neighborhood sooner rather than later. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. See, that's the opportunity, Sarah, that you're supposed to spot and exploit. You could be a bodega owner right now, but no. That would take work. Gotta be a commie. Yeah, it would take work. And (laughs) probably wouldn't be allowed by zoning rules, right? Like, you probably couldn't open up a bodega in the trailer park. Well, that's going to be true under communism as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So It doesn't I, matter if you don't have any food. So uh, I just wanted to get this definition here by this uh, anarcho underscore toad about the uh, drag shows. So the whole time, there's this long discussion that's been going on for like 24 hours. He's calling it child abuse. And I said, all right, so nudity's okay, but drag shows are bad. And he says, if you don't see the difference between the nude body, which is not inherently sexual, and I agree with that, and men grinding sexually in children's faces, you are not a serious person. You are a moron, a liar, or both. And I said, dude, you've obviously never been to a drag show. Good Lord. And then he says, no, I see daily videos of men throwing their junk in kids' faces, and you're defending it. That's called child pornography, dude. <laughs> I said, daily videos? You must be trolling. I've never seen such a thing, so you must be seeking it out. Drag shows are men dressed and fully clothed and w- as women and singing and dancing. It's not sexual or grinding or targeting kids. Where are these videos this guy's talking about? He's looking at them every single day? This is what, what he This is what he thinks about when he's you know, doing, doing what he's got to do. See you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. <laughs>